Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Talksport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, and welcome to the final Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcast of the week. Oh no, can't you do another one? No. Well, it's called the Talksport Daily. Look, we've been over this, all right? It's sort of not really daily, it's just week daily. Well, you should change the name. Yes, we should, but that's not my decision. Anyway, we begin the podcast with the fallout on the back of Liverpool beating Spurs. Here's how it sounded exclusively on Talksport, with, of course, the reaction on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10 pm. All into the box towards the far post. Oh, he's left. The Mane go, Rodon. And he's picked it up and smashed it home. And Liverpool now have a 3-1 lead. There's no debate about that one. Spurs basically go there and say, you have the ball in the middle of the park. I'm going to allow you possession. We don't think you're good enough to break us down. Well, good luck with that. Salah, Firmino and Mane, they are good enough. And they proved it tonight. They, they were back on form tonight. And I think Jose Mourinho's got to take the can for this. And it'd be interesting to see if he does. Jose, good evening to you. Um, what do you think the reasons for tonight's defeat were? Were they tactical setup or individual were they performance of the players? Individual mistakes from the players. Yeah. What in particular did you get irked by? Individual mistakes. Towards the far corner, spooned away by Lloris, comes back to Trent Alexander-Arnold. It's 2-0 now. The team was very confident. The team was, in the first half, very, very solid. Where it was, in my opinion, difficult to say one team was dominating the other because we, we had... Uh, in my opinion, good control of the game. One mistake in minute 48, one minute in the second half, another mistake, and certainly you are losing 2-0. The geezer is a dinosaur. He sat back against a Liverpool team that was devoid of confidence because they haven't even won this year, and he sets up in another defensive formation. I mean, I don't know what Mourinho's on, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, wouldn't it be amazing if Jose just came out and said, do you know what, I got this wrong tonight. I got the formation wrong, the way I set the team up wrong possibly was too cautious and paid the price. You've changed it at half-time from a five at the back or a three at the back to a four at the back. If you had your time again, would you have started that way? No. What was the reason for the change then? The reason of the change was because you lose the striker, was because I was not happy with some individuals and I made mistakes to try to give the team a, a different uh, possibility. But again, first minute in the second half, goal. Just analyse the goals. You don't need to ask me too many questions. I want Mourinho out of the club. End of the season. Get him out. Ultimately, the football's poor. Let him play the EFL final. If he wins it, great. Say thanks for the trophy and then boot him out the door. Jose, he's a washed-up hasby. Harry Kane is about to get back on his feet now. I'm not entirely sure he's going to be able to continue here. No, no, he doesn't look very comfortable as he's walking off the pitch and if that is what he's done with it it did look like he did step on Henderson's foot as he tried to force his weight back I just know that Harry is a guy with a great spirit with a great sacrifice against painful situations and for Harry to say no chance to play no chance to play no disrespect but Harry Kane is better than Spurs 
He is. He is better than this. He deserves better than this. I just wonder how he would be privately feeling now about where are Spurs going under Jose? Where can Spurs realistically get? You could see by Jurgen Klopp's reaction both to the first goal and at the final whistle, he knows how big that is. To get back into winning ways, to have a performance as good as that one and know that they're right back in it. The first victory in the Premier League for 2021. How crucial was it that you came here and got three points tonight? Massively. We said it already. If we win, when we win a away game, we have a, the only moment when we have a beer. How much was uh, a show of strength team tonight and what does it say about your title challenge? Is it still very much on? Yes, not that they, look, we, we lost another centre-half today in, in, in half-time. People don't understand our situation. I cannot help you and cannot help the other people. Why you constantly ask me about these things? If, if somebody misses them, the number of players, we have to collect points and be as successful as possible. But the title challenge, they can do what they want and if we come close in a specific moment and our situation is a little bit, then it's all fine and we are there. But until then, we just fight. Now, the fallout continued from Manchester United's shock defeat to Sheffield United on TalkSport. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's men were accused of complacency and were also encouraged to sign former Chelsea striker Diego Costa. Why? We've got Cavani. What, well, who's come up with that? We'll hear from Jamie O'Hara, former United stopper Mark Bosnich. But first up, it's Drive Time's Adrian Durham. Manchester United last night for that winner, they defended like idiots. They looked pathetic. Mm. And, uh, and then you've got a goalie who, yeah, I, I think it was a foul from Billy Sharp, but even so, the goalie looks so weak in that position. Why, why is he doing that? Right under the body of De Gea, and the ball is headed in! And Sheffield United take the lead! Why isn't he just making it his and claiming everything? And uh, th- it, There's so much still wrong with Manchester United. When they could have been top and could have told us all just how serious they are about winning the title, they go and lose at home to Sheffield United. And I think them players went out there last night thinking, now oh, Sheffield United, they're bottom of the league. This is a stroll in the park. We'll turn up, win 3 or 4-0 and say thanks very much. But that's never going to happen against the Chris Wilder outfit. And I think they disrespected them and it showed. I thought they underestimated Sheffield United a little bit and I thought they had that in, in the in the vision that I that I saw, there was that you could tell that little bit of an attitude. I thought they were, they thought it was just going to happen. And you got to give credit to Sheffield United as well. They came to Old Trafford with a plan. Lofted across, tees it back for Burt, who shoots right footed. It's deflected in, and Sheffield United lead at Old Trafford once again. It was a massive opportunity again. When they look back at the end of the season, you look back at games like this, where especially at home, where it, it shouldn't really be a problem. That 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 should be sort of swatted away in the first 45 minutes and you can go out and enjoy that second half. No, we just didn't perform well enough. We didn't create enough. We didn't have the um, the quality to open up a, a very compact and good defence. His team selection and how the game panned out, he's proving all the doubters right by what he did last night in dropping three points at home to the team at the bottom of the table. Mm. If I was a Manchester United fan, I would be raging about that last night, as much as they might love Solskjaer. No, someone said about Man City signing Diego Costa. If Cavani can't play every week and you have to look after his legs a little bit, who I think is the most important player for them at the moment is Cavani because he's so good up front. Why don't they sign Diego Costa? Because then you've got two to choose from and they can bounce off each other. And then, you know, when one's a bit leggy, you can play the other one. 
And don't forget that Arsenal against Manchester United is live this Saturday from half past five on Talk Sport. Now, you might recall in the last episode of the podcast that Everton's Jordan Pickford made an error which led to this comment from Mickey Gray. Is it the right word to say? Did he let his team down? It probably is, yeah. He let his side down. They could have won that mm. match tonight. Well, it did lead to TalkSport pundits questioning whether or not Pickford should be England's goalkeeper at the Euros this summer. Well, let's find out, shall we? Here's Ali McCoyce, Jamie O'Hara, Adrian Durham, none of which, of course, were goalkeepers, and the former United, Chelsea and Aston Villa goalkeeper, Mark Bosnich. That's 100% that should be saved. There's, there's no doubt about that. Look, he's, he's had an indifferent season. There's no doubt about that. Regardless of the fact that it's come through legs, it's still a technical issue. And if you watch very, very closely, what I mean by that is he died backwards. Oh, it's fumbled by Pickford. It's a terrible moment for the Everton goalkeeper. Leicester are level. And Jordan Pickford fumbled at the near post. So as a goalkeeper, once you start going backwards, you risk goes basically still in towards the goal whether or not if you go forward if you do happen to you know to to make a bit of an error or if you palm it it actually palms a little bit in front it was a mistake yeah it was a mistake but you know i thought he saw it late come through three or four players listen he should be saving alan but Mm. i don't think it's as big a blunder as everybody seems to make it out he should be saving it yeah right now in my opinion anyway if you were to pick a team for, for England, it had to be Pope to start, no well, doubt about that. I'm not going to say that Nick Pope doesn't deserve a chance, but I still have to say Pickford, over a course of a season of 38 mm-hmm. games, he makes too many mistakes. He does. He makes too many mistakes. But it, for England, he doesn't. He hasn't made big mistakes. So for Gareth Southgate, he's done well. And in to- for me, he's a tournament keeper. And if Pickford can make a save here, England are nearly there. Can he save this one from Backer? If Gareth feels Jordan Pickford hasn't let him down and hasn't let England down, then it will take something major for him to leave him out. I personally think, I may be wrong, but I think this is it. I think this is the moment when Everton change their goalkeepers. Carlo Ancelotti isn't daft. He's not going to keep picking a goalkeeper who drops points for them, makes mistakes and costs Mm. them points. That's exactly what's happened in a big game. So I think the time has come where Carlo thinks, okay, I'm going to give Robin Olsen a run in the side. I think that he is going to be the Everton number one. And that in itself, Goffey, will present a problem to Gareth Southgate because his England number one will not be playing club football. Now the Chelsea manager, Thomas Tuchel, has been speaking to TalkSport ahead of the match against Burnley, live, would you believe, on TalkSport on Sunday. Simon Jordan, Katie Price's ex-husband, has said the appointment of Tuchel reminds him of Jose Mourinho's arrival at the bridge way back in 2004, when, of course, Simon was just 45. However, after drawing 0-0 with Wolves, the former Chelsea striker, Tony Cascarino was unimpressed with the performance. Trust me, gang, this one is well worth a listen. I hated what I saw in the first half because to me, possession-based football, the Premier League does pose different problems for you when you play that style. Wolves offered nothing. I mean, they had two glorious chances. They offered nothing going the other way. I didn't like it. It's the first game and I could be totally wrong here. But if that's the way Chelsea are going to play, Stamford Bridge, if there was any fans in, they'd be booing. Boo! We need our supporters like like any team and in a in a in a stadium like ours and in a club like like ours like Chelsea to have the the fans so close and 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 so close behind the team it makes really the difference. I could have gone and put the kettle on, made a cup of tea when Chelsea started to move. I probably could have got to my cup of tea and started drinking it by the time they got to the the eighteen yard box. I think that's the first shot on target that we've had in the game. Yeah, it took nearly nearly forty minutes for that. The good thing about it, boys, is that they. 
discovered a new cure for insomnia. That game. <laughs> People should be excited to come to Stamford Bridge. People should be excited to watch our team. People should be excited and, and feel that the team plays with a special kind of energy and, and, and atmosphere. These are also the, the soft points of, of success. But in the end, uh, we don't need to talk around a lot at Chelsea. You, you play for trophies and titles. You can see why Chelsea went for this manager. There's no hiding from the expectations. He turns around and says straight out of the gate, you come to Chelsea as a manager and a player, you're expected to win the league. And that leaves you no wiggle room, no margins. Managers like to leave a little layer of exit strategy about yes. the ob obligations upon someone else. Yeah. I've come in to win the Premier League, to win the Champions League. I found it very frustrating to watch. I thought, really? I heard, the, you know, it's a mix between Klopp and Pep. Mm. I'm thinking, well, what mix is that? You're listening to TalkSport Daily. Now, TalkSport has live exclusive commentary of Arsenal against Manchester United this Saturday from half past five. I've already told you that. The new Gunners signing Martin Odegaard trained with his teammates for the first time on Thursday in TalkSport's James Savundra. Asked Mikel Arteta if he would like to keep the Norwegian for longer than his current loan deal. Yeah, certainly all the qualities and characteristics that um, we are looking for that position. And uh, then it will be down to two things. Uh, first of all, how well he adapts here and how much of an impact he can have in our team. And second, what uh, Real Madrid and the players think about it. He played for Real Sociedad, which is my, my hometown, and I know him really well. I've been really impressed. He's such a talent. How we finish with the story from Simon Jordan back in the day and how Norwich owner Delia Smith beat him to Dean Ashton's signature. Really? Oh, come on! <clears throat> yeah. Here's the story. We'd done a deal for Dean Ashton and, 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 and I tried to be a little bit cute with the fact that I'd gone to Norwich and West Bromwich Albion, who also wanted the player, who were also immersed in a relegation battle with us and said, why don't we agree a price that we're all going to pay for this player? Rather than let Crew and Dario Grady leverage us, why don't we all agree a price and let the player chooses his club so we get a player that wants to play for this club? Delia agreed to it. Where are you? Where are you? I think Jeremy Peace agreed to it. And as soon as we all agreed to it, Delia raised the bar and offered five million quid for him. Um, so that might be naive <laughs> on my part. Before I go, let me tell you about live and exclusive football on TalkSport this Saturday, or game day as we like to call it, half past 12. You can hear commentary of Everton against Newcastle, that's on TalkSport. Half two, of course, it's game day with Adrian Durham, all the goals as they go in. Half past five is Arsenal against Manchester United, again exclusive to TalkSport. Whilst over on TalkSport 2 at 8pm, you can hear Southampton against Aston Villa. Then on Sunday, the football continues, I don't know why I'm shouting, but I am. At noon, you can hear live and exclusive commentary on TalkSport of Chelsea against Burnley. That's it for another podcasty thing thanks for listening on Acast Spotify Apple Pods or wherever you get your podcasts from I'm back on Drive today 4pm for Andy Goldstein's Drive Time alongside Darren Bent there will of course be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast out first thing Monday morning so do what you've got to do to get it in the meantime thanks for listening thanks for downloading have a great day and above all be safe everyone be safe that was a podcast from TalkSport 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.